As always, we do, we read the whole entry that ever says that there's diuk, or that indicates that there's precision in every aspect of that yom yom. So we, we read it a straight. Yom shishi, yud tevis, it doesn't give all sort of and head of course, is a tainus. It's a fast day. You say, you'll notice that it's Friday, right? Friday, no fast can fall on Friday, with the exception of a Sadaba Davis. But we do fast. But the fact of the matter was that if any other fast would fall on Friday, including Tishabov, we would push it off. Only a Sadaba Davis is fasted on Friday, and it says in Swadim that we would even fast if it occurred on Shabbos. Because Asad Batavis is the beginning of the Tatas and Sif of the most severe. Shiyurim Khumesh Va Yiga Shishi Pirishashi Tilim na Hatil Mantas Tanya Akakai's Basavadab. Now the 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 passage, the pistol. This is a answer that the Tamachada gave a chasid in Yakidas. Forgive my indulgence string. And the concept of Yechidus, the invention of Yechidus, if you will, is a very interesting thing. It's a very unusual and interesting thing. Because Yechidus really is a combination of two inyanim, two opposite inyanim, arguably, that are anchored in one point. But the one point that is Yechidus is that Yechidus is personal. Yechidus is not collective. You don't go to Yechidus with a group of people. Every Chazid will do that personally. And they never connect to that Chazid individually and addresses the needs and the place and the level of that Chazid personally. As I've told you so many times, especially as we learned the Tanya, people went into Yechidus for purposes of avoidance Hashem. If she this was not social call, there wasn't a high Rebbe, here's a check. Yechidis was a connection between a Neshama and a Neshama for purposes of service of Hashem. Which is why real Hasidim didn't just go into Yechidis, they prepared themselves for Yechidis. The greatest Hasidim would prepare for years and would spend additional years bringing Yechidis into their lives before they would contemplate a subsequent Yechidus. They took it very seriously. They took themselves seriously. They, they had the mental power and focus to take themselves seriously. And consequently, they took this hashpah, this personal fabrengin, if you will, this personal communication with the Rebbe and themselves to its extreme. Until they completed what Yechidus had given them already, they did not didn't allow them a second Yechidus, it would be a me'ila, it would be an abuse, it would be a disrespect, it would be a contaminating distance of pure and holy. Yechidus was a, a very powerful invention. And I've told you that the Rebbe said once, the tone of the Rebbe was very, very level. But if you think about it, it's a very, very, very depressing statement. <laughs> The Rebbe said, we must regate that eye. There's a the people come into me was meruftes on do yechidis. That people call it here yechidis. So face value, the Rebbe was saying, people come in to see me and they call it yechidis. What the tone, in other words, the, the message is, you know and I know. No yechidis. <laughs> it's not yechidis. Because yechidis is about 
the person being in touch with themselves and bringing that to the Rebbe, but if Yechidus is not prepared for properly, or arguably not prepared for at all, you call it Yechidus. It's a visit. You know, it's a whole nice thing. But Yechidus, as the Rebbe said always, is Yechid and Yechida. It's a connection between the truth of one person's neshama and the truth of the Rebbe's neshama. And the result of that meeting, this is very deep and very unique. For Yechidus to be Yechidus, is, is as much about the chassid as it is about the Rebbe. There's a per- particular Lubavitcher chassid who passed away just a few years ago. People know who he is. He, he came here more than once. I'll say his name. Rabbi Yosef, Bolinitsky, Rabbi Yosef. I'll tell you two things. I'll tell you first the, the one thing. I'll tell you something different. The Rebbe wanted to get married. And uh, he was taking care of his father. His father lived till his hundredth year. His father passed away at the age of ninety-nine, and he took care of his father. And the Rebbe wanted to get married, and he said, "I'm taking care of my father." So the Rebbe said, "Someone else take care of your father." His father lived in the yeshiva. He lived under the rules. Push. So he said to the Rebbe, "But he needs to look after his father." And the Rebbe was telling him, "But that's very demachadim the bulba. Someone else making the potatoes." And the Rebbe v'yich mach bulba can came in The way I make potatoes, nobody can. It's a salaf. The belaf. But he was. And I've been told Robert Rohner after one Yechidus, if I plan that I haven't had a Yechidus like this in years. But was You know, basically, what it means to be a Siddhashiyid is all inside. And there's no lying. And the Rabbi connected to the Rebbe's Rebbe. Well, the word Hasidim or not is another question. But the Rebbe's Rebbe, there's no doubt that Rabbi was real. And he had, but he went into Yechidus. The Rebbe had Yechidus. He didn't just have social time, he had Yechidus. But Yechidus is very real and very deep. And the two dynamics of Yechidus, I mentioned to you before, are, and on the one hand, Yechidus is a Shama experience. And the other hand, Yechidus is a conscious avoided experience. And I, I, I'll try my best to explain this. Because it's, a, it's dynamic, it's complicated. We all have an Ishava. We're not in touch with our neshama. Our neshama is the truth of ourselves. From a perspective of Avodas Hashem, our neshama is our mandate. Each one of our neshamas is different. And the neshama that we were given is directly suited, is perfectly designed for the mission we have. Our neshama is, in other words... The maximum possibility, the maximum potential of each one of us is already carved into, it's programmed into the Nisham. We're not in touch with the Nisham. Of course, the Yechidus, as I said the first Yechidus, the Chosr went into the Rebbe, the first Yechidus, and specifically, the first words of the Yechidus, the Rebbe read and translated the Nisham. I told you the story many times, but this was known even by Fabi Zal the Rebbe, that the Shlemachai in Kesselman, the Mashpia in Kfar Chabad, were told at the Rebbe Ruben Dunin, when he came here from Israel, he was a Baal Tshuva who had been involved in building Israel, and he drove a tractor, and then he became a Baal Tshuva, and he sat in Yeshiva and the Chassidus, and he wanted to be a Chassidish Yungaman, a Chassidish and his Mashpia told him that he should know that the first words he heard from the Rebbe, this is his mission for his whole life. So he walks into the Rebbe for the first time and he writes a tattle, a piece of paper where he's telling the Rebbe who he is and what he wants. 
Then it looks up at him, and then I've asked if he knows how to work heavy machinery for So he burst into tears. He ran away from the heavy machinery. He wants me across it, and he knows that the first words that ever tells him this is his mandate for his whole life. Then he looks at him. Does he know how to work heavy machinery? Oh. So the Rebbe says to him, Why did you come here? Wow. What? Why? Achman is conscious that this is such powerful words, but this is real, and he was a real person. So he tells the story himself. He himself felt when he later hears, he told this way, he felt that people ought to know his story. He felt that what the Rebbe told him is everybody's business. He said, I, I told the Rebbe my whole life. And it ain't easy to do. He told the Rebbe everything about himself. And when he finished, he says, I came in that the Rebbe should give me a tick on Shulav. It's the Rebbe's teach me how to do Shulav. So the Rebbe said to him, three investors of Einstein in Tere von Mitzvahs have been soon to evolve. Do not quite manetim better than First, you'll establish yourself a tender mitzvah with joy and with gladness of heart, and then we'll talk about shulim. Twenty-five years later, this is already in the eighties. There was no longer yichidus. He was here visiting, and at a particular fabrengin, the Rebbe spoke a whole sikh about shulim, and then he felt this was his. The Rebbe was completing what he had promised him a quarter century earlier. That what it'll be established a day meets the symbol of Tilda Rebbe talking about Jewish. After the Sikh, he took a cup of wine room to the Rebbe. Well, in other words, the Rebbe completed what he had promised him a quarter century before. The end of the story was that he took a drove a tractor. And he made thousands of Bali Chuba with his tractor. He lived in in Khaifa, which is a very secular city. He lived in a particular section of Khaifa, which is especially secular. His tra- and he had a big beard, and his tractor melted everybody, dude. Because the stereotype that was that Jews is that they all drive the same minivan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he dri- uh, that Jew, or that Jew driving a truck, an 18 wheeler truck, or a tractor. Past that position. Yeah, yeah, the picture. Yeah. And he was part of many, 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 many people who nobody else was able to reach. So in fact. First words out of the Rebbe's mouth was his mandate for his whole life. It just it took him a little while to orient himself with the Rebbe's instructions. Anyway, end of parenthesis, and this is not a parenthesis at all. But Yechidus is an Ashama event. You go into the Rebbe, the Rebbe reads your soul. And that's, that's the Rebbe's expertise. What makes the Rebbe unique as opposed to another Blanton or Gohan or even Tzadik is, is his realm. Is in a Shama realm. We've talked about this so many times. And the Shama is as real to him as ideas and words are to us. And you go into the Rebbe, and the Rebbe knows the Shama, and he gives it, he communicates it, he shares with us ourselves. He doesn't share with us himself. And he connects up our own Shama, he tells us what our mission and the duality, the two-sidedness of Yechidus is on the one hand, by definition, Yechidus is a Rebbe telling you, let me tell you the real you, who you are that you don't know, but at the same time, Yechidus is an Avoide experience. An Avoide experience means that the Rebbe translates 
what he sees in Yunushama into a language that we can consciously relate to. So you go into the Rebbe, and the Rebbe talks to you. He doesn't talk to you in a language that you don't understand. He talks to you like a regular person, and he's very available. I mean, Yechidis, I, I don't remember Yechidis, but from what I've heard, the structure of Yechidis was, it wasn't so comfortable to stand in front of the Rebbe, where the Rebbe would sit with his head down and the shadow over his eyes, and would the Rebbe talk to people, from what I heard, and the correct rock, he didn't look at you. He looked down. It was it was a heavenly experience. Yechidis was a the devil looked at you when you came in, the devil looked at you when you left. But aside from that, the devil was concentrated. He was in a different place. He talked to you. People used to ask the devil questions. The devil would give them answers. The devil would say, people would ask the devil, how should I do this? The devil would tell you. At the same time, Yechidis was an experience of the Shama. So Langstark Moshe Feller, Rabbi Feller of Minnesota, has his litany of stories that he always repeats. And he laughs about it himself. So I said, you probably heard my stories. And then Shavuot says, no, plead him, repeat him again. But one of the stories, that he, one of the things he told us, that when he would go into the Rebbe's Yechidus, there were two releases, two parts of the Yechidus. When the Rebbe would talk to him about his personal issues, and when the Rebbe would talk to him about the Shlit, they were very different. When the Rebbe talked to him about his personal issues, the Rebbe sat up, and there was a sense of... And when the Rebbe would talk to him about the Nyan Mavshlichas, the Rebbe would visibly relax. It was a different, he felt like the first part of the Yechidus was Yechidus, this is how he described it. And the other part of Yechidus was something different, however you want to explain it. The, the connection was on a different level. But Yechidus is a really unusual event. You only go to a Rebbe the Yechidus, you don't go to a big house of the Yechidus, you don't even go to a Tzadik Yechidus, because it, first of all, an event of a connection between a neshama and a neshama, and at the same time, the Rebbe translates, at least to the extent that's necessary, what the neshama message is in a level we can actually do something about. That's why it's so important. When the Rebbe gives a personal hirah to a person, it's not just the Rebbe's telling you good advice. So sometimes this is a question: Why you neshama left Ganadin, and Yardem Eiger Rabbel Abid Amik to descend from Ganadin come into this world? This is what the Eibushta wants from the neshama, and it's the Yichidus has to be taken in that light. Even though the, it, it seems so human and so close, it's it's something very, very, very deep. Got it. And here we have a Yichidus. It's an interesting Yichidus. It's an interesting Yichidus. It's of course Yichidus to a chassid. And when I say chassid, I don't mean someone who carries a, a card that says In that respect, we're all chassidim. I'm going to assume that a chassid means a oivit, and someone who works, and works on himself. In other words, the, the Rebbe is talking to somebody who's going to translate the message of the Rebbe into his life. Yeah, that's the prep, that's the prerequisite, that's the nekuda, that's the essence of what Yechidus is. And it sounds like this. It's a response of the Rebbe Tzamachzadik to a particular chassid in Yechidus. And remember again, each chassid in Yechidus has a different experience. Because Yechidus is personal. Yechidus is neshama and neshama. So even though this is made public because it's relevant to many, but it was the Yechidus of a particular individual. The chassid before heard something totally different. The chassid after heard something totally different. This is the Yechidus of a particular, this is the essence of what a, a particular individual chassid was told by his Rebbe as his avoider, what he needs to do. 
to be a servant of the Abishtha. <laughs> Okay, it's a good problem there. Yeah? And I want to just mention tangentially, this I'm saying because it's Elo, otherwise they wouldn't say it. You know, every L you notice something else. So we all read the sikhah from the letters, but every L something else grabs you. For some reason, what grabbed me, this L, I read it a thousand times. Whether the Rebbe in his letters refers to L as Chedesh coming. It's the month of mercy. He doesn't say, Those things we, you know, we've learned. For some reason, it meant unhaptis nekudet. That was a time of mercies, and you learned the Maimorim in the Kutateira and in Limon. What's Rahmanus? Rahmanus means, as the Alter Rebbe says, it, have mercy on yourself, have mercy on your own soul. And the Alter Rebbe discusses this Indian of having mercy on yourself, and he says like this If a person evokes mercies on himself, and he doesn't feel any mercy, a person analyzes his life. And realizes that it's it's an of an Ibn and he tries to inspire himself to feel back where his soul when he doesn't. What does Al-Dreb say? It's a bigger Rahmanus. <laughs> right? And that's why it says, Avinu Malkinu, Avinu Avin Ahmad, but Achamecha Anabi Brahilinum. With your mercy, sometimes there's a person who tr- who's in a position where he's supposed to have mercy on himself, and he can't even inspire mercy for himself. So then you say, I don't have mercy on myself. Please, you, Abishtin, have enough money on me. Chaydeshahu is the Chaydesh of Nachamin. So the Prophet says, We Yashara, the Shem, you return to the Abishtin. And the Abish is going to have mercy upon you. Okay. Yeah. At first, it's a Roshim. And the Abish just says, Let the evil one abandon his way. And then he Rahmanus. But then the three words that I skipped. Wait. Look inside. Right. A man of Ozen. Literally means sin. Oven, a man of sin, of his evil thoughts. Okay, what's the difference between a Rasha and an Ish Oven? You'll ask the rabbi. I'm sure you'll look at Tanakh, you'll see the nuance, at least in some of the Mafarshim, a Rasha and Ish Oven. Perhaps Rasha is a more uh, essential thing. The person has achieved a condition of Rasha. Ish Oven means he's not a Rasha, but he does sins. Perhaps it's not as severe as calling a person uh, Ish Oven does sins. Russia is a sinner, right? It's different. But I don't know. Take it or leave it. Look at So the Rabbi says, what is the translator? Uh, uh, forgive me, I'm sorry. Ish Oven, a man of sin. So the Rabbi, the Tzermach this Chafet comes into the Tzermach Tzedek. 
and he was a faucet. And again, I'm gonna, I don't think I'm going out now. Let's say it. He was the Ivet. He was a Yidu worked on himself, and he worked on his Midas, and he worked on his Abbas Hashem, and he worked on his Yidus Hashem, and he worked on his Yidus Shemayim, and he worked on his Eskapge. And the Alter Rebbe tells him like this Pish Alvin means a sinner. Right? And pardon my interjection, you're not a sinner. I agree. But this Chafet didn't have Avedis, you could re-pronounce the word of him. And then instead of pronouncing it, Komet's Aleph, which means Alvo in sin, sorry, Segel Vav, Oven, which means sin, you could translate it, Kholom Aleph. A man of Oin Machshavay said, What I mean? A strong person, a hard person, a stubborn person. Okay. Yeah, if a person has Avedis, he has to return to the Abishan, Hashem has Achmanus in it. If a person, let's repeat it again, the person is a sinner, he has to return to Hashem, and Hashem has to have Achmanus in it. If a person has in fact sinned, he has to return to the Abishan, Hashem has to have mercy on him, and everything should be straightened out. But if a person is a sinner, when he's Ish-Oin, he's a strong person. Like the Demotelic says to this Chassid, Yazer Ish Oinet, Machsharesov. A person with a, a big Chassid. He learns in David, but he's hard. He's hard. He's headstrong, as they say. It's not good. You have to abandon that stubbornness, that trust of self, if you will, to be a servant of Hashem. Shabbat translates the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek. Koyach Ba'oyiz. It doesn't mean sin. It means strength of character. Strength of character is a good thing, by the way. As I'll say, Yisrael, Azin, Shavuulish, the Jews are the most disrespectful and conceited and arrogant amongst the nations. And that's construed as a good thing. Because that conceit, that arrogance, that apshodis, allows for us, not to be distracted and to be distorted by people laugh and the translation of Maligam is scoffers. I've no idea what scoffers means, but that's the translation. And people laugh, make fun. As the Abbas expression is all a person has to do is make a funny face and we all fall to pieces. You need a actionist, a strength of character, a chutzpah, not to kill what anybody thinks. And it's one of the trademarks of Yidin. On the other hand, there's a time and a place for it. Sometimes the ish this stubbornness, this hardness which creates us, becomes an obstacle, becomes the limit. Just like everybody understands the Yazid Rosha Dalke, it's common sense that an evil person has to abandon his evil ways, right? A Rosha cannot say, Hashem, I'm going to continue being a Rosha, but you and I will going to have relationships. In the morning, I'll daven, maybe in the afternoon, I'll daven also, but when a juicy taiva comes along, God, that's life. The bay ayid has to yab has to go away from his avedis, has to go away from the denach of avedis. From the gemara, the gemara says that a nazir, a nazirite, the person who was mafreshatim in a yayin, who vowed not to drink wine. So the gemara says that they used to say to a nazir, there's different expressions of the Gemara. Let Carmel a Don't go down this road because there's a vineyard out there. There's a there's an orchard of grapes. Go around. Don't go on this road. There's a, uh, a liquor store. Don't go. Not don't go in. Don't go near it. Cross the street. 
It's Asus Yagwa Make a fence with it. It's just picky of us. And frankly, it makes a lot of common sense. Right? So naturally, Arosha has to abandon Darkoi. Not only they have to stop sinning, we just gotta get off the road of Rishis. Because you know that path, which is the basis for his behavior, which is not as it's supposed to be. Everybody understands, and the person has to go away from his evil path. Should Baladi Chuva, the person doesn't cleanse himself, the after the Gashis al it's absolutely impossible to approach Kedusha, Dalt Rebbe, and Tanya. Articulates it. Sins are a barrier. They're a wall that separates a person from the Abishtet. Avedas are not just the Aveda itself. I did something wrong. An Aveda affects the sensitization of garabness in the person that makes the person incapable of receiving the Yofnet Yadushim. On the other hand, Chuba works. A person does Chuba. Dr. Rebbe says in chapter 17, Pedigil Zayed, in my view, one of the most unknown chapters and points in all of the Tanya, that Chuba Tata is enough. A person did Aveda so, and he wants to be a Benini again. The lower Chuba is sufficient. Take a look inside. Don't take my word for it. Just to say, I won't do it anymore. And you have, you can achieve a resensitization. Naturally, it's not the Matrega that says the beginning of chapter 12 of Layavad Layavad, but even the law, a person does even minimum tshuva. They break the barrier between themselves and their own soul, and they can again serve the Ebersheh. But tshuva there must be. Similarly, a person who is no Rashad wall, he's a Hassan, but he's Oid. Has to abandon his own thoughts, his own philosophies. An individual who believes in his own day, who's strong by his own perspective and perception. And you need to understand, we all need to understand. Successful people have to believe in themselves, they have to not care what anybody thinks. And successful chsidib, that means have to have a certain akshanis. But then the Rebbe says, the akshanis has to be flexible. That stubbornness, that hard-headedness, that hard-neckedness, as Hashem calls the Jewish nation of the full mission, also needs to have the ability to bend to it. And then you have a chosid, it's like a gigantic chosid, like you said chosid, but you have this hardness of character, it's no good. To abandon, to sacrifice his ideas and his beliefs and his personal priorities. He's not permitted to say, I say like this. This is my opinion. Every expression of I, and form of self centricity, self centeredness, even on a Yidus of Whose self-centricity has to do with what? His experience of fighting with the Yitzhara. He's been fighting with the Yitzhara for years, and he knows that you can't compromise on this point, or you need to approach it this way. Self-centricity, even in Avodah Hashem, is the beginning of evil. It affects a period, a division between people. A division between people is Midas Rois, it's bad Midas, and it could even be an Avedah. I want to just mention that there's a Maimir which everybody knows about. The Maimir is called Echolchut. Okay. Yeah. What you was a Maimir that the Tzermach Tzedek, the Tzedeh said two times. Simchas Teda, and then two Shabbos, 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 Shab
And the Friedrich Rebbe said, there was a reason my father said the Maimir. And there's a reason he repeated it, sir. And he writes, Friedrich Rebbe does. And then at that time, there was a Lubavitch Ayid, Ashneis, from the base of a cousin of the Rebbeim, who was a fulminate. He knew a lot how to learn. He was a big time at Chacham. He was a hard person. And he was He wasn't sensitive. Not everybody was as big as him. Not everybody was as smart as him. Not everybody was as deep as him. And he had little regard for what he considered lesser people than themselves. You know, sometimes a person is just rude. He makes fun of you. You know, who are you? Keep quiet. And sometimes the person is not, they're not even rude, they just ignore you. You're not an existence. And this particular individual had Adam, he said, I don't know if arrogance is the right word, hardness. Let's say it in the finest possible way. He was so focused on what he was doing, he simply didn't see anybody around him. And, he, and the rabbi felt that, the, and he was, he was all, he was very outspoken. He was, he was a, he was a, he was a critical, he was critical, 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 critical. And the rabbi felt, the rabbi Nashab, who was his cousin, felt it was Midas Arois. And it was bringing into politics, pitted all of us. So the rabbi said, the rabbi said, the rabbi said, to introduce to the exceeding at that time, this is over a hundred years ago, Midas Tavis. He wasn't a small person. For small people to know that you have to be nice, <laughs> it's obvious. For a bigger person to know what it means to be kind and nice, and to listen, and to tolerate, and to include, is a different thing. The Friedrich Rebbe detailed, Friedrich Rebbe, just while I'm telling the story, the Friedrich Rebbe describes the following. He said, we made a kiddish. And they drank mashke, they fabengs. And all of a sudden, my father walked in, and they said, the tate is alive. That's what Felix writes. You understand yourself what happened to all of us. There was a real Fabengin road. It was laughing, it was fed after we were drinking mashke. And the devil walked too. You understand? The devil walks in after drinking mashke. You know, some people go like this and the mashke is gone. Not everybody has the capacity. So Friedrich writes, the Friedrich was 19 at the time. Friedrich you understand yourself what happened? And my father said, I came to you to the Kiddush. And he sat down. If I recall correctly, this is how it goes. He said, the second time. He said, And I'm pretty certain, not 100% sure, I haven't seen it in years, that he came to the Friedrich Friedrich made a Kiddush. And the Rebbe came. And in that sicha that accompanies the Echolto, the Echolto is printed separately, it's printed in the Ranat, it's translated in English. Along with the Echolto comes a little sicha from Friedrich and Rebbe, where the Friedrich Rebbe talks about the Echolto, and he tells the story that I just told you, that at that time in Lopavish there was a chosid, and he uses the expression, a hatermen, uses the same expression, or a similar expression to we have here. Aharon, who's a big chassid, who's a big guy, who's a big person. And the Rebbe Rashab felt that this hardness which brings uprooting jealous tendency which is at the core. Sometimes a person is jealous. I can't tolerate another person with that. For no particular reason. If you don't like a person for a particular reason, you can get over it. But there's a jealousy which is baseless. That's what media needs. Modern Mariva just empowers other people. It's very difficult to be right because it has no source. It has no explanation. It's just a, an 
That means it's a condition of humanhood, and that has to be broad as well. So it's a mistake. And again, I'm going to go on the limb and assume this was a real chassid. And he had this hatkat, he had this hardness, and they never tells of it. Just like a Russian. They never know what a Russia is. They might know that a Russia is terrible. A Russia don't ignish the thing. But they have to go away from his path, obviously. A year to the chassid. He's a fine Jew when he's an ish oyman. He has a hardness. Ich zogazeit, ich haltazeit. That doesn't mean he shouldn't have opinions. The hardness has to be uprooted. The, 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 the not hearing the next person, it's It's the source of evil, and it causes peer of us. Peer of us means descent. The people have to get along. You know, we've talked about this a thousand times. Brilliant. Why can't people argue? Yeah, they were smart people. They were reasonable people. Why couldn't they get along? Beshami said, "Should sit down, and they should get Condoleezza rice, blah 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 those, and she should negotiate." In the Saturday, the how blah 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 they should agree up and sell this. Why can't they get along? What's the answer to that question? The source of the disagreement was non-negotiable. The Shami and his hill of disagreements were not rooted in their reason. And if Beishami, I've talked too many times, if Beishami and his hill of disagreements were rooted in their reason, they'll negotiate it. Like Shmaya and Afabia did. Like Hillel and Shami themselves did. With the exception of three instances. The disagreement had to do with their nature. But he's still on an age of a chassid, b'shava an age of a kodah. And for those who learned Daniel, we just had the other day. Without that ever mentions the idea that inside b'shamai there's b'shul, and inside b'shul there's b'shamai. Which is why it wasn't a hardness in their case. There was a flexibility. But as it ma- in other words, they were takatzadijim. But as it manifested, they were arguing about kosher or today. But it wasn't a matter of what fit in the books. The books could be interpreted this way. The books could be interpreted that way. Why did Basil choose to interpret it this way? And Basil choose to interpret it that way. It's who they were. Heard she was there. That's insane. When people have a disagreement, so sometimes they can't resolve it because they don't want to talk to each other. No. Sometimes they can't resolve it because they're not listening to each other. They're talking at each other, as they say in English. Because there's a hardness. For sure I'm right. I'm going to entertain what you're saying. You listen to me. Watch out listen to you. You listen to me. This hat guy, this hardness is very destructive. It's rooted in ich. It's rooted in I. And it brings people. And again, I want to repeat again. The reason this is so sensitive is because to be a chassid, you have to be very stubborn. And then be flexible. <laughs> be stubborn. And then be flexible. This, this, it's... Well, that's kind of hard. That's kind of difficult to do. I'm sorry, you you wanted to say something before. Maybe it is not so crack of each person, but I think it's in content. We all have spiritual fights. We all do. We have things that are easy for us, and things that are not so easy for us. Every one of us. The things we fight with ourselves about preoccupy us. They do. And the stuff that's easy is just us. The things that we that we have a hard time with, the things we have a hard time with, let's say we have a hard time being nice. Let's say, and we're fighting with ourselves. 
First of all, to the shul, say hello. Open door. It's so easy to do. Say hello. And you know what? It's just as easy to say hello. But for some reason, it's like the heart's like that. The sin is not. Say hello. Yeah. A, a person walked to the show and took your space or took a space and a half. <laughs> if you're working on your meeting, this is your war, you're consumed by that. If somebody else walks into the room and is absolutely rude, because you are working on myself in this particular area, I cannot stand it when I see it with somebody else. If my struggle is to be nice and someone else is that night, I absolutely lose it. I did the, the top comes off finished. And everything all the avoid is out the window. In other words, things that I should have forgot gained control of or I'm not focused on somebody else not perfect. No, I'm not perfect either. But if this is my right focus, this is my right heart, this is my battle. And I see somebody else just absolutely Making it into nothing. It's not important. You, know, you walk into a room and there are people standing and you walk through and you elbow every person that they go by. <laughs> you just go, and now I'm elbowing people. They don't need touched. I'm walking. If you personally struggle with that for the sake of argument and you see it with somebody else, your hardness, when your heart really comes to weakness, your heart that goes as your war makes you capable of understanding. He's not the same place you are. And the same is true in everything. If we struggle, whatever it is, if we struggle with not talking in show, if we don't talk in show, the nemesis, but that finished like now, as I mentioned, the show is a havla. People shouldn't talk in show. The Rebbe once came back from the oil and he said, the Rebbe said that the feeling Rebbe wants to know why in your show, people are talking. So Baba Janab came back with the oil and he said that the Rebbe the Shred, the Fiddy Gineb Atha Papa did a show at that man. Did the Rebbe get to kick people out? Uh, so talking shul faka out. If I struggle with talking and shul and I talk a maid and I it's more difficult for me to observe talking shul to somebody else than if it's easier for me. It's the hardness, and the hardness it took. Um, Creates the barrier, you know. It, there's two types of living organisms, right? There are vertebrata, animals that have bones, right? Yeah. And then there are animals that have exoskeletons. They have no bones. They have a hard shell. Hairs. Right? Yeah. The shell is one piece. If the shell breaks, there's no flexibility. Right? That's oi, that's hardness. And in our body, we all have hardness. In one area or another, and whatever that hardness is, it's perhaps part of my Yiddishkeit. Says the Tzemach Tzedek. Just like a Russian nose that being a Russian no good. Ish oin, a person, me in my oin, in my hardness. Each one of us now hardness have to know. The ish oin machshavaisa, the way I see it, the way I see it. The change. I mean, listen, I'm a little older now than when I started this, right? <laughs> right? Well, and the by work. When you get older, you find yourself talking less. <laughs> Part of the reason you find yourself talking less is because you realize how complicated things are. I, I'm involved with Bach and Imogen, right? So, and a lot of times I hear people talking, and then my first response is, yuck. 
And my secretary would find this. That was me 20 years ago. There's a particular bullhead who was struggling. Who was that? And I come back from the top. I haven't seen him in two months. He talks with another darn. And then I get him out, Paul. Problem with this, 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 such and such, and here's the solution. And I've worked it out, this is the solution. Everybody would do what I want. No. What's the answer? It's the solution for you right now. But don't talk to him. There's nobody home. And you know what? It has to be that way. You know what, by the way? Because what he undertook to do for himself changed him. For the better. And it was very hard. It was a very difficult thing to do. A person who's 30 years old to realize that he needs to learn, for example, how to say the grammar of the Siddha correctly. And to focus on each comment and each cycle and each path. This was the issue. This was his beef. It's not easy. When you're six years old, it's easy to do that when you're 30. When he developed such an excellent skeleton, the hit from Baba just popped this right here, this. Okay, <laughs> fine. I, I heard him. I did not hear. And then we ended the conversation. Fifteen years ago, ten years ago, I, I'm still screaming at it. We're screaming arguments. <laughs> you know, you get older, you get a little wiser. But everybody has their oin. The Tzemach Tzedek says, oin, even oin in Yiddish guides, is makina ra, makina pildobos. Powerful. Okay, what kind of a little? Okay.